This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Another day, another signing for your Calgary Stampeders. I know John Huffnagel has a lot of business to take care of. 28 potential free agents. When I say potential... Uh, you, you don't really become a free agent until February the 14th. So teams can take care of their own business. And that's exactly what John Huffnagel is doing here with the Calgary Stampeders. Renee Paredes, Rob Maver, the kickers were signed last week. Today, it is fullback at Charlie Power. And Charlie Power, the Okotoks products, joins us tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Jock. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you very much. Congratulations on your new deal. I know Stampeder fans are happy to have you back in the fold. Hey, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier. This is uh, this is where I want to be. Well, you, you know, you, you look at your time here in Calgary, and I, I think you're in a, a really, really good position, Charlie. You're 25. You know, you, you've been a special teams ace for this team. And, you know, you can play that backup fullback role. We know Rob Cote is still here, but Rob Cote's not 25 last time I checked. Sooner or later, yeah. sooner or later you're going to get an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and you kind of you hit around the spot. It's been a been a great opportunity to, uh, you know, I came in young and, I, and I've been able to kind of grow and learn learn from Rob. And he's been a great role model. I mean, it's not every day you, you get to learn from the best in the league. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. I, I love uh, contributing on special teams. Uh, and, and of course, you know, the mindset's always to, to be a starter. But uh like you said, it's it's a tough duty when Rob Cote's out of here. <laughs> well, as I said, he's not 25 anymore. He he may have one or two more years. Well, what has the organization said to you, Charlie? Because obviously they love you on teams, and, and they think you have great potential to be maybe a starter like a Rob Cote down the path. But I guess they can't promise anything, can they? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, every every job's earned. So, I mean, that's kind of... That's what they always reiterate, that, uh, you know, they, they're happy with what I've done and, and they're happy with the step I took on special teams. But, uh, you know, I got to come in camp and, and ready to compete and, you know, shoot for that starting job on offense. So that, that, that's the goal this offseason. I, I know you're confident enough in your own abilities that you feel you could be a starter in this league right now. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, uh, I'm more than confident. I think I, think I could be, a, you know, a great starter in this league uh, and I'm ready to prove that once I get my shot and, and you know until then I'm going to contribute every way I can. Oh, what have you learned from Rob Cote from the position? Uh, he's a very uh, cerebral player uh, you know he's not going to go in there every every play and, and smash heads with guys I mean he, he might have in the past uh, <laughs> but like you said he's not 25 anymore um, but he uh, he knows where to be and kind of how to set up his blocks very well, which which uh, you know I think that's kind of what I've taken from most and and even off the field the way he carries himself in the locker room uh, you know just overall how to how to really be a pro in the league. Being an Okotoks boy, basically a Calgary boy, playing for the hometown Calgary Stampeders, what does that mean to you, Charlie? Uh, it's uh, kind of a dream come true. I couldn't imagine. Uh, Playing for anyone else now, you know. Back when I was drafted, I, you know, I I didn't expect to be drafted by Calgary, and when it kind of came happen, it took me by uh, surprise. But uh, it's been great. I I I wouldn't want to play anywhere else. It's, it's a dream come true playing in Calgary and being in front of my family and my friends and you know the fans out here. Uh, you know, you know, it's interesting. You know, we talk to the uh, special teams coaches. Uh, you know, obviously Mark Killam. We talk to the other coaches, and we always ask, you know, who, who you know, because special teams sometimes you get lost. You're, you're sort of like the uh, the the unsung heroes of the team and every time we talk to mark killam or the coaches they always point out charlie power and william langlaw and and you know it's it's one of those things you guys you guys don't get a lot of love a lot of times but boy you play a big role 
Yeah, no, no, and you, yeah, like you said, you're not really in the spotlight, but uh, I think we get a lot of love from, from our teammates, and like you said, Killam and the other coaches, they show us a lot of respect, which, uh, I mean, just makes you want to do it more, and, and I, you know, I got to admit, I love special teams. It's uh, kind of a crazy part of the game, and you just get to run down there and, you know, hit people, and that's kind of why we all used to get into football, so it's, uh, yeah, I, you, you might not get all the credit in the world, but uh, I, I love doing it. And, and teams this year for the Calgary Stampeders, you know, I, I, I'm still disappointed you guys didn't win the cup this year because I, I thought this team was better than, yeah, exactly, because I thought this team was better than 2014 because I thought your teams were better this year, you know, with Roy Finch and what you guys do, you know, as far as on the coverage team, I, I really thought, you know, that was going to be the difference this year because I thought the offense, defense, well, anyway, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but that's, that's yeah. what's so disappointing. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with you. I think we were kind of solid all the way around, and you know we had games where maybe uh, special teams didn't play as well, but the offense and defense were both clicking. And then sometimes it was, you know the O and the special teams that were clicking, defense wasn't. But it was just such a complete group. And, and on special teams, like you said, I think we had a a, a pretty great year to to end it that way. Uh, it still hurts. And you she bet. Uh, yeah, well, I, I bet. Eh? I, I had Bo Levi Mitchell on last week talking about Mitchell's Miracle Day, and he says he's still having trouble sleeping sometimes, you know. so Yeah, it's, yeah it's, I can imagine. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's been tough, but uh, I mean that's football. You don't always win that last game. Yeah, isn't that the uh, isn't that the truth? If it was that easy, I guess they wouldn't play the games, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Charlie Power, a special guest here on uh, Sports Talk with Jock, and of course he reups with the Calgary Stampeders today. Yeah, I look back at your numbers this year, and, and numbers are you know stats are great. Seventeen special teams tackle, uh, you had a block punt, you had a forced fumble. When I see a block punt and a forced fumble, uh, it, it tweaks me right away. What, what's what's more special for you, a forced fumble or a block punt? They're, they're both yeah. special, but what, what's more special? I think I think the block punt was special, most special for me, for sure. Uh, it's kind of you know you don't force fumbles can kind of happen, you know, just by fluke. You might hit the guy the wrong way, and ball pops out. I think uh, it, it was more of a rush to get that block punt, especially it happening in the first game. But uh, you kind of scheme all year, and you have a play in every week to try and get a block punt, and you know. 90% of the time it doesn't happen. So when you get one, it's it's pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, we think we've got the best returner here in the game, but you, you can't you can't put him in the mix because obviously you don't cover Roy Finch. So from your perspective, who who is the toughest returner to cover? Uh, I'd say uh, Stephen Logan out in Montreal, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, you know he's quick, he's he's powerful. He, he he'll you know he'll attack you. He's not going to run away from you. Um, I mean, there's the there's the banks and and in uh, rainy. Yeah, exactly. uh, they're they're dangerous, but uh, I think if you can kind of keep them in a box and keep them contained, then then you can uh, can. I mean, it's, that's hard to do sometimes, but you can kind of hold them at bay. But uh, Logan, he's going to challenge you every time and. You know, even if you get a body on him, you're not necessarily going to take him down. So, at least for me personally, he's he's the hardest returner. I'd say. <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting. And, and and which which teams do you think have a really good system when it comes to special teams? Like which which you know would it be Montreal again because of Stefan Logan, but or just does he is he special because of his his speed? No, I th- I think they got a great unit out there. Okay. To be honest, it's uh, they're always. Extremely physical. It doesn't matter who they have on the field; they're gonna they're gonna hit you in the mouth. And I, I think you know the last two years, some of our worst games on special teams have been against them. You know, even like the last game we played uh, this year, we didn't have a great uh, great game on specials. So, so definitely Montreal, and then I think uh, Winnipeg and BC both have uh, strong units and. You know the same, I guess the same kind of mentality that we try and bring to the game, which is you know we play fast and physical. So, 
Yeah, I'd say those three are, are definitely the toughest. Take us back to the contract. Uh, did you approach Huff or did Huff approach you or how did it all work out? Oh, well, yeah, I have an agent that uh, kind of handles that for okay. me, which which is good. Uh, I don't know how good I'd be at it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they approached him. They kind of indicated to me that they were going to approach him right away. So, But they approached him, yeah, shortly after the season ended, which okay. I, I guess is always a good sign. You nice don't want to be waiting. but uh, Nice to be wanted, uh, right? Exactly, exactly. It, it feels good. Did, did, was there, you know, did it ever cross your mind to maybe look at free agency or no? Uh, not really. I mean, when you kind of think of the scenarios once the season ends, uh, and yeah, you know, up until the Grey Cup, that's all you're thinking about. So after the Grey Cups, when you kind of start to start to mull that over, but uh, no, it didn't really cross my mind at all. You know, I I knew I didn't want it to happen, so the only way it would is if they didn't want me to. So. Well, it's one thing to be involved in a really really good organization. The grass isn't always greener just because you go for a couple of extra bucks, right? Exactly, and, and you, you know, I've heard over the last, uh, you know, three years, guys coming in from other teams and just, uh, you know, kind of how how this organization is run and, and how they love it, and you know, they think it's one of the classy organizations. So, you know, that on top of it being my hometown, I just, I didn't, I didn't see any reason to try and leave. You bet. So, uh, what's the off season look like for you, Charlie? I actually, I work here in the city. I got a, I'm a grain broker at Johnson's, Alberta. So. A grain broker? I'm a grain broker. What does a grain broker do? Oh, well, I guess we kind of just market grain. So farmers <laughs> will call in with, uh, with you know, lentils or, or peas or something, or a grain or pulse, and wow. we, we talk to buyers. It's uh, kind of a middleman deal. <laughs> kind of a middle, did you? Is that what you took at the University of Saskatchewan? You know, you grew, how to be a grain broker? No, not at all, actually. I don't have an agriculture background. I, uh, really? Yeah, no, but uh, I took business economics. Oh, okay. But, uh, it's my my girlfriend's brother's friend's... Uh, you know, my girlfriend's the, brother's friend. Exactly. He nice. the office out here, so <laughs> I got into it, and, and they're good to me, so... <laughs> it's, it's, I'm lucky to have them. Well, hey, this is uh, we got an agriculture country here in Alberta, so uh, why not? Hey, at least you got a job too in the off season. And exactly. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm lucky to have one. Uh, did, did they let you do that during the football season too, or how does that work? Uh, you know, what? I, I did a little bit. Uh, okay. It's kind of tough. You once you get into football, your mind kind of is only on football. So right. I tried it this year a bit, but. Uh, uh, they let me at least take the season off and come back in the off season, which is which is great. Wow! So you know what canola is then? I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you what the bids on it are now. Right now, uh, that's you call good. me, I'll get you some prices. I'll get, get some prices for you. Okay, I appreciate that. I I was never in the grain biz. I grew up on a farm though, Charlie. So I, I have a little uh, bit of agriculture. Me, yeah, there you go. Anyway, congratulations, man. You have a great Christmas, a great holiday, and good luck with the grain business. And uh, great to have you back with the Calgary Stampeders, man. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Uh, Charlie Power, back with the Calgary Stampeders. Good stuff. In the grain brokerage business. Who knew? I I had no idea. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to the president of Alpine Canada. CIBC National Ski Day coming up Saturday, January the 14th. We'll talk about that as we continue here on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. Craig Butner, NHL Insider, coming your way at 7.30 tonight on News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.